the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so I've got all the clips of the traitor and thief, dimwit in diapers, election-stealing fraud, some call president. In the only place a fraud like this could be accepted, a Democrat stronghold of South Carolina, where he speaks to either morons or beneficiaries of the corruption of the government mafia. So, I got about a few clips here, let's see. And to pay for low-wage workers, up pay for Fastest pace for low-age worker. You can't hear him because he's feeble, and his brain is being eaten by some sort of disease, or maybe it's a drug addiction. We don't know at this time. Uh, however, every time they open their mouth, it's a fracking lie. And it got me to thinking about when Barack Obama was running, and I play a lot of Barack Obama stuff because Joe Biden isn't the president. Joe Biden's a figurehead of corruption. He's a figurehead of the mafia party of really the government supremacists that are the Democrat mafia. And it was when Barack was running, you saw Shea Gravera in the campaign headquarters all around this nation. Uh, I also had a, had, a, had a personal run-in with a scumbag that I threw out of a cigar store I didn't own. Big fat slob of a guy who worked for Don Harmon in uh, Oak Park. And he was an admitted socialist. He called himself a socialist. But what he really was was a government supremacist, a corrupt piece of dung like all of them. And yesterday, a recording was made in Tennessee of what is called the Democrat Socialist Alliance. And what they really are are these idiots, these these liaisons, these office workers for politicians. You see, we have 535 senators and congressmen. You've got the dimwit, the, 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 the Trump vice president. You know her. Joe Biden is one of my most favorite people. Shut up and keep your shirt on. Um, and then you've got Joe Biden. So you've got 537 people that are destroying our nation. But in their infrastructure of corruption is the real power players, the nameless, the nameless bureaucrats. But every once in a while, there are citizen journalists, and citizen journalists have a tendency to care more about the country than the bureaucrats who get promotions and raises and benefits who are paid by the people to investigate, you know, like the FBI or the rest of it. The, the real people will will save this nation, not the Federal Bureau of Incompetence or forever bothering Italians, certainly not the, the uh, sidelings to the Pentagon like the CIA who are stealing trillions of dollars and have been for decades. It'll be the real people, the regular people, like the common woman who taped a Democrat Socialist America party uh, in, a, in a Tennessee restaurant. 
to make all right is like class power yeah, building right. and so it's like all of that sort of stuff. So we're trying to the build, uh, build a coalition of people, we start meeting each other's needs, so I need start to look at more people and the ultimate goal is full communism, but <laughs> something, something, something. <laughs> Down the road. See, the American version of communism doesn't have the gray uniforms of the Cubans, and it uh, doesn't have the audacity of the Soviets. What it has is the plot of the American Democrat mafia member. And that's why when you hear these stories, it's a systemic prima facie evidence of corruption that is our government. For instance, the Department of Justice is a joke. The FBI is a joke. These entities that are supposed to watch the watchers or, or keep an eye on corrupt politicians, they're in on it. We're finding out the Hunter Biden tax investigation was even dirtier than we thought. A lawyer for an IRS whistleblower told the Daily Mail that the Delaware attorney's office might have kicked the veteran prosecutors off the Biden case right before filing charges against Hunter. They brought on new prosecutors to sign off off on the, the sweetheart deal. And one of them was Derek Hines. Hines used to work for former FBI director Louis Free. And coincidentally, Louis Free is a close friend of the Biden family. So that's why you're in this predicament. It's like the sewer of Chicago, where the pretend aldermen are slip and fall law degree holders of corruption. And they they shake down businesses. They shake down property owners and their ugly children become lobbyists, just like the Madigan family. Uh, Pick a family. I think Ed Burke, his, his meathead moron sons, they're both lobbyists too, or they're registered. In the meantime, uh, people are starting to get aware of this in the most unusual places. I, I don't really watch the Young Turks. I don't know their names. I don't care about their names. But there is something that is, uh, that is happening that is good for us. And I want you to feel good about the circumstances. These are people who thought themselves to be left. They thought themselves to be socialists. And they're starting to see uh, uh, the absolute evidence that everybody's a victim of communism, except the government. They're the gods among us. And these people are starting to reject it. It's so sick. It's so sick. Like, I want you to really absorb what this means. Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is likely engaging in uh, elder abuse so she can play kingmaker in the Senate. The story revolves around Senator Dianne Feinstein, who we all know needs to retire. There was a clue on the day that she returned to the Senate because she was accompanied by a woman named Corrine Prada. And if you're wondering who she is, she's actually the oldest daughter daughter of uh, Nancy Pelosi's. Apparently, Prouda has been basically living with Feinstein and playing a big role in the senator's life ever since her husband passed away. Who's actual? So now Nancy Pelosi has five bag men. She, she calls them kids. Five bag men with the in-the-closet Paul, stinky hammer Paul. And these kids are very active in both government and propaganda, as her one daughter does documentaries. And they pretend to get along with Republicans, and they do get along with Republicans, but only the same kind of Republicans, the scum Republicans, the never-Trumper Republicans. I started off asking her assessment of the indictment against former President Trump over his handling of classified documents. I think that, um, you know, we've seen now uh, with the the audio tape uh, that, that is out today as well, um, you know, that there's just simply no question that 
Uh, he's unfit to be the president of the United States. And, um, you know, accountability really matters. Accountability uh, for those issues that we've now seen in terms of this indictment over the documents. Um, accountability for what he did on January 6th. After the- it's hard to listen to Liz Cheney, knowing that she is the fruit of the loins of another repulsive war profiteer, war criminal scumbag like little Dick Cheney. And it reminds me of what was on the document that they're trying to conceal. The plan to invade and keep wars going. And that's when I heard a story today that I think you should listen to now, knowing that everything that comes out of the government's mouth, every position they hold, like the job numbers, there were not 400 and something jobs created by the private economy. Not even close. It's a lie. It's a bureaucracy that releases the number like every fracking thing. It allows this idiot to go out and whisper that he cut the deficit and all the nonsense. But there's other problems that are afoot. And that is that we are really fighting World War III. And you're being hidden from the truth of it. Another incident involving Russian fighter jets intercepting U.S. Air Force drones, this time in Syria. The drones are monitoring... Now, just for a minute, when Barack, he likes big butts and he cannot lie, the asset of the Communist Party, the Chicago Democrat, when he was the president, he dropped more bombs all over the world than George W. Bush. 90% of the drone strikes, 90%. This is, this is not a party affiliation. This is a fact. Killed innocent people. The Taliban was bad. It was good. It was bad. It was good. They don't know what the hell they're doing. But what they're doing is profiting from our ignorance, profiting from the propaganda, that, like a story like this. So the, the Russian fighters were harassing our drones in Syria. What were our drones doing? They're keeping an eye. They're keeping an eye on the Taliban. What? Is it Taliban? Oh, it's Hezbollah. Okay, which, what's the difference? I know. Beard length. ISIS targets. Video released by U.S. Central Command shows the Russian jets releasing parachute flares in front of the drones to block their view. The incident comes nearly four months after a Russian fighter forced an MQ-9 drone down over the Black Sea. Now you're supposed to get aggravated about this. You're supposed to turn a blind eye to the most corrupt nation outside of ours that Europe's ever had called Ukraine. And we hate the Russians and we're going to go to Russia. And the fact of the matter is, Russia has been right in every allegation, from NATO advancement to biolabs in, in Ukraine to the breaking of the Minsk Accords and all the rest of it. But what the American government knows is that people are so stupid, they nod their head when they're lied to. By the way, parenthetically, I want you to hear about the deficit. The deficit, $1.7 trillion in two years. Nobody's ever done that. So the cocaine in a drawer, none of it matters. The over $100 million traced to this crime syndicate, just his family. It didn't matter with the Obamas. It doesn't matter now. It will not matter because the Democrat Party has a vision. And that vision is absolute and total control. Government supremacy. They call it communism. They call it Marxism. They hide it in the, whor- in the Trojan horse of socialism. But it's, this is normal for them. They're not offended by any of this. For the most part. But when it affects their own side, then they start to wake up a little bit. Senator from California, I've asked that on the show about half a dozen times now, because that one, I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to know? That one's not easy to predict. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the chief of staff. I don't know if it's the communications director. It's, it turns out it's none of them. It's Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi stole the seat. And Liz Cheney and the Pelosi's are friends forever. 
the Bushes and the Pelosi's are friends forever. So they're going to come out now and they're going to do their job, which is why you have this this theater of an election cycle. What are there, 24 now running? Doesn't matter. The vast majority are scum, just like Liz Cheney. If you were to run, would it be as a third party candidate? I'm not going to do anything that helps Donald Trump. Hunter Biden, as you know, recently pleaded guilty or is, uh, did a deal with the, the government. But what she already did, what the never Trumpers did, is harm her country. She, too, is a traitor. She, too, is a profiteer of policy. And they're fighting for their lives. Regarding tax evasion, many Republicans call it a sweetheart deal and evidence of a two-tier justice system. Do you think we have a two-tier justice system? Look, I think that, um, well, the, the U.S. attorney who was responsible for the Hunter Biden uh, investigation was appointed by Donald Trump. Um, the Department of Justice in the statement that they issued about the deal said the investigation goes on. I think that the attacks that we're seeing from the... Do Repu- not forget, Donald Trump, after winning the election, secured himself with 271 lobbyists. He hung around with such notable scum as Roger Stone and Paul Manafort. He immediately hired the fat bastard known as Chris Christie fraud. So Donald Trump didn't appoint these people. They were brought on a platter to him, and he rubber-stamped it like he did his actions the last year of his presidency, negating the best three years this country's had since Ronald Reagan was doing crossword puzzles. But the beat is going to go on unless we understand exactly what the beat is. And stop trying to convince... The never-Trumper scum or the establishment Republican scum. What's going to save us, ironically, is the disenfranchised used to be leftist and the new immigrant to this country. Because the Cheney supporters and the never-Trumper scum, they're traitors of a different color. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. I find the idea that the Liz Cheney Republicans, the Bush Republicans, are going to help in any way rather than what they've really done is build this infrastructure of corruption. As almost repulsive as pretending that uh, the government tells us the truth from the economy to where the cocaine was. They don't. And don't ever forget, the plan of war profiteering pays trillions nowadays. Not billions. Not like Vietnam when they stole billions. They steal trillions now. And that's what Liz Cheney and her dimwit family and her imbecile father, along with the Bushes, that's what they represent. And... uh to me, it's nauseating. The indictment you reminded Republicans of something you had said before, and it was you are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain. I'm wondering if that doesn't... Donald Trump, the only thing he's ever been wrong about is the people he's put around him and the fact that he listened to them when they, uh, they helped him destroy an economy that he could have stood up against. And I understand the nuance of it all. I get it. I've heard all the arguments. But the reality is he's the one guy that could have immediately fired Fauci. He's the one guy that would have said, I do not have the authority to shut down the economy, and I will not. Rather than the whole two weeks and the whole... That's the problem. You know, you you have to follow your gut. And he didn't. And now he gave these scum the weapon of which they'll beat him with. 
ring a bit hollow now because and I don't mean they're going to beat him legitimately. They're going to cheat him the way they did in 2020 when he won. He has shown incredible strength through all this. Two indictments continues to lead the field by a wide margin for the Republican nomination and appears to get be getting stronger. What are your thoughts? Well, I think that it it proves my point. I mean, the, the dishonor of continuing to defend a man who has done what he did and wrong. He exposed the corruption and he shut down the foreign policy murder and profit machine. And he was right about everything except the COVID reaction. Hunter, you know nothing about energy. You know nothing about China. You know nothing about anything, frankly. Hunter, you're a loser. Why did you get $1.5 billion, Hunter? Not one investigative body, not one serious journalist has ever accused, has ever come to the conclusion. See, that was from 2019. And the FBI had the evidence that Joe Biden was a traitor to his nation for nine months. Donald Trump was right about everything he said, and it didn't matter. That I did anything wrong or that my father did anything wrong? Right. And your father was never considered smart. He was never considered a good senator. He was only a good vice president because he understood how to kiss Barack Obama's ass. <sighs> Tom, Blue Island. Sean Ditto, I'm so happy for the show today. And look, I'm just going to bring up Mike Gallagher for 30 seconds, five seconds, because today I've had the radio all off all day until your show came on, and, and th- I thank God for you. Today he said how good of a guy George W. Bush was and how he understood how he was mad at Trump because of the way he attacked his brother. And he said he had this, he had all the conservative media there. And he said, all he asked them to do was to give Barack Obama a chance. Sean, I thought my <laughs> head was going to pop off. What, give him uh, a chance to what? Destroy the country. One of George Bush's closest friends. He, he, he says this openly is Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama, who was elected to nothing, who had the, had the, uh, the, the, the intellectual honesty to admit she hated her country until her husband won the presidency. Michelle Obama would be right at home in the Marxist mafia in Chicago, and she was. And George Bush is right at home with it, too. See, because George Bush, Sean, he, in the documents that Trump had, it exposes the George Bush administration for working tirelessly to create the government supremacy yep. that, that Barack Obama Absolutely. capitalized on. Yeah. And- and, Sean, just one more quick thing, if you remember. I hate getting you when you're on a roll. Rush Limbaugh issued four words, four or five words. I hope he fails. Four words. Oh, yeah. Damn straight. We should have hoped he failed. And instead, we got these scumbag traitor Republicans, buddy. Rush Limbaugh hoped he failed because Rush Limbaugh knew that he was a traitor to Americanism. Just in the same way that uh, Joe Biden is a traitor to his nation. And... uh I say George Bush was, too. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. (laughs) He said, I guess they don't know what else to do. I said, well, did they find some information connecting Saddam to Al Qaeda? He said, no. No, they found a good excuse to steal a trillion dollars from the American people and look patriotic while doing it. 
312-642-5600. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. Gal Luft is a doctor, lives in Israel. He came forward shortly after the FBI, or actually shortly before the FBI confiscated the absolute prima facie evidence of Joe Biden's treason, called the laptop. Let it sink in. I, who volunteered to inform the U.S. government about potential security breach and about compromising information about a man vying to be the next president, am now being hunted by the very same people whom I informed and may have to live on the run for the rest of my life. I warned the government about potential risk to the integrity of the 2020 elections. If convicted by a U.S. court, would never be able to vote again in the U.S. elections. You know where he was arrested, Squirrel? Cyprus, where all the oligarchs do their banking. And I have a sneaky suspicion. I could almost smell a Biden account or two in the Bank of Cyprus. See, they have very loose, loose rules in reporting who owns the accounts, kind of like Switzerland used to be when the Nazis were hiding their money there. That's what Cyprus is today. They have the Ukrainian Nazis now. And it's interesting because if you're arrested in Cyprus versus Israel, he can't be brought before our Congress. So now he's isolated and he's sequestered from the evidence he holds. Not that it would matter to these scourge Democrats. Uh, Amy, Wisconsin. Hi, Sean. How are you? Good, Amy. How are you? Good. Um, so I'm calling because I feel like I'm in a dilemma. All right. Um, and only you can help me. I love um, this. So my husband and I have this conversation all the time that, like, the government and everybody is making it so impossible to raise a family. And I know you talk about the breakdown in the family a lot. And... It's, there's so much truth to that, and I think that people just don't see it for what it is. But, like, all these people I talk to are sending their kids to, like, these daycares, and they're oh. working like crazy. And it's for, it's like, why? <laughs> well, Italian people, I, I was lucky enough, I'm half Italian. I was raised by Italian side of my family. They have two rules. Yes. They don't send kids to daycare. They don't send old people to homes. They'd rather, you know, rather argue 100%. and yell. Then, then send them off to some stranger to raise them or some stranger to beat them when they're too old to defend themselves. Well, I agree. So, yeah. But totally. I, and my husband and I, we trust no one. Like, no. We don't trust anybody, especially nowadays. We don't, like, we have to have eyes on our kids all the time. I just, I feel like people are letting go of their kids so freely. And it's scary to me, like, when they're like, oh, they're going to school for eight hours, but then they have to go to aftercare for, like, four more hours. I'm like... Your kid is tired. Because like, I don't, people, I don't people know. I'd are too lazy. I'd it's rather easier. be poor. 
It's easier to give your kids. Well, you, first of all, you're not going to be poor. You're going to be very rich because those kids you give the attention to will have the confidence to fend off the scum in the future. They will not be socialists so. or communists. They will be people no. who understand the importance because you're telling them that every day. And by the way, yeah. you know, I, I'm one of the few people that'll tell you you can do it even if you're alone. Even if you're a mother raising your kids, you can do it. If you're a father raising your kids, you can do it. Never forget how many founding fathers of this country were raised by a single parent. So nothing is impossible and nothing is, is, and nothing is determined, but it is if you give away your, your responsibility. Once you give your responsibility away, then come what may. You know, I get in arguments with my kids, believe me. But when I do, you know who I blame? The guy whose face I shave. Thank you very much, Amy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Really appreciate it because I've been having trouble with my phone. Well, it's because your head has tinfoil in its one ear and you're throwing the signal off. Now, go ahead. Something like that. (laughs) Anyways, hey, this movie that's uh, um, Sound of Freedom. Okay. Hey, listen. There's been a whole bunch of things about that. Now, one, because I'm going to see it Sunday. I'm going to go see it. I got friends and everything. They're already seeing it. They says, oh, man, it's unbelievable. You know what that's called in a court of law? Hearsay. You can't give a movie review on a movie you didn't see yet. What the hell's wrong with you? What are you, a Democrat? You're like a Democrat. Yeah, but You're talking about stuff you didn't even know. You don't even know it. Now, wait a minute. Talking about what was coming out on there, it's this whole thing about this child trafficking and 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 what's going on is it turns out, man, the U.S. does very little to stop this child trafficking. As a matter of fact, they slow down and slow walk and kind of like work against people that are trying to actually stop it and protect these kids. There's something going on there, and that's why I was thinking about that laptop. I'll bet you the reason that FBI and everything is to hit away that laptop. I mean, one of the things that came out initially was that there was all kinds of stuff with like uh, young young girls from all over the country. Like you mean, like when Barack world, Obama like, was president and the Secret Service got caught in, a, in an underage prostitution sting and it just went away, or like when the CIA got caught with I don't know 16 different pedophilia. Uh, uh, agents or agents charged with in 16 different agents charged with pedophilia cases around this country and others. You mean like that? There's something bad going on here. Yeah. And, uh, they're, they're called Democrats, Democrats Craig. They're scum of the earth. And by the way, if you haven't been paying attention, uh, where's the, the what do we get? 57 shot or 73? Ah, who cares? Jim and Lyle. Hey, Sean, in that uh, Gal Luft uh, article by the New York Post. It is self-evident that this is all true because the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, Jeffrey Berman, had written a letter, which Miranda Devine posted, to the Department of Justice officials meeting in Brussels for Luft to tell them what he knew about the compromise Bidens and why why he was coming forward. Nobody, I mean, it's a prima facie case that it's, it's all true. Of course it is. It's all true. Bobolinsky was true. The laptop is real. The pictures are real. You have the fracking videos. And it's being stifled by your government. And by the way, the same government just released numbers. It turns out job numbers are great. Fracking scumbag lying bastards. That's how much you are. You don't fool me. Despite all that, on the eve of the 2020 elections, I sent my lawyer to Washington to meet with then-acting Deputy Attorney General, Mr. Richard Donahue, to ensure he was informed about the information I had given his department in Brussels 19 months earlier. And also to warn him that there may still be a mole within the DOJ. 
Mr. Donahue confirmed to my lawyer that he was aware of my claims, but now we learn from the IRS whistleblower that it was Rich Donahue himself who suspended the investigation a few weeks earlier on September 4th, 2020, on the grounds that it was, quote, too close to the elections. An Israeli, a doctor by the name of Gal Luft, is an American patriot and hero. He's fighting more for the integrity of this country than any rat Democrat or never Trump or Republican Dick Cheney scum. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Oh, yeah. How many people still think this idiot's legitimate? Thanks, Green. Uh, a recent Gallup poll uh, shows that only 31% of Americans have confidence in the U.S. government. 31%? Well, that means they're either in the corruption or they're too stupid to even walk around and vote. That won't stop them, though. We got dead people voting. Uh, Lindsay, St. Charles. Hello, how are you? Lindsay, I love when I say the name Lindsay, and as expected, there is a wonderful woman on the line, rather than some war profiteering fraud. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, I, I, Lindsey Graham, right? Is that yeah, of course. Saying? He's such a disgrace and a joke and a coward, sending everybody else's kid to die. He couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. I'd like to ear slap him until he loses the taste in his mouth. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> So the last time I spoke to you, I was um, in property management, but I was fired a month after. Um, so, Probably anyways. a coincidence. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, mm. yeah. But anyways, I called because I went to go see The Sound of Freedom on the 4th of July. Amazing. Um, I convinced my boyfriend to not go see Indiana Jones, thank God. Um, so we went, and I went online to uh, see what seats were available in St. Charles. And it was completely open at 8 a.m. And by 12 noon for the 1 o'clock show, it was booked. Uh-huh. Then I checked South Elgin Marcus Theater. Um, same deal. But only the crappy seats were available. So we went anyways. There was maybe six to eight people in there. Um, all the good seats were empty. <laughs> really? Funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's it was... Upgrade yourself. You go sit in the good seat. I pay to walk in. I sit where I want to sit. Yeah, all right. Yeah, How I was the movie? It's a little, it was amazing. I just think it's a little quirky. I hope Hollywood's not trying to stop us from seeing it, is my point. And the movie is amazing. I cried through the whole thing. Good. People stood up and clapped at the end, so it was very good. All right, very good. Thank you very much. It's about sex trafficking, right? Is that what it's about? It is about human trafficking, sex trafficking. Um, yeah. It's very touching. Um, good. How many, uh, now you saw young women in there, right? There were a lot of young women. Did you see a lot, of trans, a lot of transvestites getting sex trafficked? <laughs> I don't think no, so, huh? They got the children. best part of the deal. The, 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 the woman Jeopardy cha- champion, transvestite. Coll- collegiate swim champion, woman, transvestite. They got bicycle champions, women. <laughs> and they don't get sex trafficked. I'll tell you what. These men have outwomen the woman. Thank you very much. What a bunch of scum they really are. They really are fracking scum. And by the way, where they found the White House, where they're, where they're saying it was... There's a camera angle. You can't quite see it. Kelly, the big change is where this was found. It was found, um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place. And that way. 
and limited cameras. I think it was in Joe Biden's diaper. Yes, it was. Scott South Barrington. Yeah, Sean, uh, with the indestructible passport and the 9-11, I think um, part of the... uh, (laughs) A big problem is... I got it. Wait a minute. I think I I see something on the ground. Hold on. Wait a minute. What is it? Oh, my God. I think it's the passport. And it was the terror. I got it. It's over here. Go ahead. And there's about a thousand other reasons, too. Engineers, architects, everything. But the the point I was making is, America, if that that was covered, rightfully covered, and as you know, you weren't around then, but, you know, doing radio and everything... But I was around, cost, baby. I've been paying attention under, since I was a kid. Well, in you were like, around. I know how old you yeah, are, but yeah, yeah. But who, you, you didn't have a you didn't have a big well radio show behind it. But <laughs> That's true. You ever noticed how they no one was talking? It was it, there was evidence all over the building number seven. There was it wasn't everyone. Why was everyone so? They still are afraid to talk about it. You're Scott, one I was people, lucky enough. People. Listen, I was lucky enough to be around some of the most intelligent guys who never got credit for their intelligence. And everybody on the floor was talking exactly about what you're talking about. And you mean to tell me to this day, the CIA servers, they didn't have any backup. They were all right there. Oh, that was OK. So then all the information prior to that, where did that go? I don't know where that went. It's amazing, isn't it, What about Scott? all the puts? Says there's nothing about all the new puts? that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years. Start- if only we had a good excuse, a good one. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Uh, hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. I want to clarify something. The movie Sound of Freedom, it's not just about sex trafficking. This is about a story of a guy who was looking into it, and he actually went out, quit his job with the uh, Homeland Security. We're talking about kids, little kids, like a 12-year-old girl and a 10-year-old boy. About yeah. how he you mean like the ones that the Democrats want to bring to to watch some sixty-five-year-old exactly. man pretend to be a woman? You mean like them? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but that's what it's about. But it's a beautiful movie. Uh-huh. I mean, it's something that hopefully it inspires people to take a look at this issue a little bit more. Wake yeah. up the uh, the suburban moms out there. So oh, I really geez. think you should watch it. You really enjoy it. The suburban moms, the only ones you're ever going to reach, are the ones with enough character to not kill their children. The other ones that vote against their husband's earnings and their children, they get what they deserve. I hope they all stay in Chicago. David and Lansing, you could ruin this segment. Hey, Sean, uh, you know something? I saw that thing about cocaine in the warehouse. and it, I mean, in the warehouse, uh, White House, pretty close. I told anyway, you um, Go ahead, keep going. You're doing a smashing job. I think, uh, I think it's time that... Uh, our president or our fake president gets a new introduction, something at his press conferences. So it goes something like this. Let's get ready to swindle. Introducing the molester in chief, the election thief, China's lead puppet, the big man himself, the Ayatollah of Loca-Cola, Joseph Biden yeah, but we're gonna have to get a man. We're gonna have to get a guy with a bow tie to do it, who doesn't sound like uh, less like a, he should be calling Sesame Street. Can we do that next time? God, I love a god. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. 
This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so My next guest holds a Ph.D. in history with his specialty in Russia, U.S., and Canadian foreign policy. He's also the editor of FrontPageMag.com and host of the web TV show, The Glazoff Gang. He's the editor of a new book, Barack Obama's True Legacy. It's out now. His name is Jamie Glazoff. Jamie, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Sean, what an honor and privilege to be here. Thank you for having me. So I'm very interested in this because um, what we're exposing is the government supremacists, the mafia, the Fourth Reich, all of these I use to describe the gangster government that unfortunately we are suffering under. And from what I'm what I can ascertain is that this infrastructure runs quite deep and that Barack Obama was a hand picked apparatchik of this government mafia. Am I right? Well, you would be very correct in that, absolutely. You know, I got this book together, uh, you know, invited eleven experts on the on Obama. Because, uh, you know, my family's from the Soviet Union, Sean. Uh, my parents stood up against the Soviet Empire, and it's so tragic to see that we escaped the Soviet Union, but the Soviet Union has come to us now. And the catastrophe that we see unfolding right in front of our eyes, it didn't just happen out of nowhere. The seeds are in the Obama administration. And my book shows that the Obama administration fertilized the catastrophe that we see happening before our eyes right now. Now, I have the benefit of living in Chicago when it was the best time to live there, in my mm. opinion. I was in a suburb just outside of it, but we spent the, you know, our work and our majority of our time going back and forth to downtown. But one thing that I noticed back then is that was, the, that was kind of the adolescence of the government mafia, and it was really perfected in the Chicago Democrat machine. Saul Alinsky could have lived anywhere. He died in Carmel, California in a $2 million mansion, but he could have lived anywhere, but he picked the most strategic place for an ideologue, a government supremacy to live, Chicago, Illinois. So it only makes sense that Barack Obama would be the most efficient apparatchik to the American-Soviet uh, uh, spin on collectivism, right? Oh, absolutely. And look, you know, it's so important that you mention Alinsky because these guys, by people like Obama, they figured it out. And one of our chapters uh, illustrates this, it documents it. You know, D Obama figured out in his youth, you don't, he didn't want to be the guy that's overturning a table, screaming, causing some kind of overnight violent revolution. These are the people that put on smiles, they put on suits, they put on a nice tie, and they infiltrate themselves into the system to destroy the system. They're very clever in how they do this. They're full of hatred of the United States, full of hatred of freedom, everything this country stands for. But to destroy it, they have a very, very brilliant, slow evolutionary strategy in terms of how they do it. But the side of, of, of righteousness kind of has a, 
a hidden ally. And that hidden ally is profiteering of policy. So they have to maintain an illusion of some form of capitalism because that's the way they can enjoy their spoils of corruption. So I'm wondering mm. if, if that is going to maybe help America where it was stifled in the Soviet Union and ultimately it, it lasted for 72 years. I'm hoping that America can shake it faster. And I think when you have this undeniable system of corruption we pretend is our government, we may be on a faster track than most people feel. Do you think I'm too optimistic when I say that? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're hitting right at the root of it. On the one hand, you're absolutely right that the foundations of America give us so much hope. We have the Constitution. We have our Judeo-Christian tradition. We have our freedom. So you're right. We can always have an optimism because of that and a fighting spirit because because the foundations are good. At the same time, we have to we have to be honest about reality. Like, for instance, People think that the Soviet Union collapsed in 1990-1991. On some levels, it did. We thought we won the Cold War. But, Sean, within a generation, communism as an ideology won in the United States on so many levels. Yeah. And so well, this, it's a very, very pernicious and very attractive, alluring ideology that hypnotizes so many people successfully. You know, Jamie, what it reminds me of, I love, I love to look back in, in time. I, I'm a history buff. I, I view this ideology as rats. You may crush their housing in one sector, but the rats scurry, mm -hmm. and they find a new yeah. building to infiltrate. They find a new neighborhood to destroy. Mm -hmm. And these are the rats of yeah. communism. And they, they have yeah. found a home in the Democrat Party. And it also has the word rat in it, which is perfect. Um, but Barack Obama, to me, I'm curious to know, as you go through his legacy, do you start where it started with the greasy Tony Resco, the Chicago Mafia Democrats, the short-in-the-pants Irish street gangs? How, do you, how far back do you go in his legacy to pin him down? Or do you go back to Hawaii with uh, the communist from Chicago who was in hiding? What's his name? Marshall Davis. I forget his first name. Some scumbag. But how far back do you go? Another great question, Sean. Well, look, all of that, but there's definitely a Marxist youth. And uh, yes, there's the figure of Obama, which is crucial. And then there's the overall ideology behind him. And what we have to remember is this goes, although this is a spiritual battle, Sean, this goes back to the Garden of Eden. You know, I studied psychopaths my whole life. This is a psychopathic movement. They appeal to your self-interest. So when the serpent approached Eve, he said, this is for you. You can be God. You're never going to die. It's a very alluring ideology. And yeah. this is what the left is. It comes with a human smile, but it's, it seeks to destroy you. So, yes, you're absolutely right. In terms of Obama as an individual, so much corruption there in Chicago. Then we both go back further to the Marxist youth. And uh, we have to know these things. And my book unveils this. The experts have documented it. What we see at the border, what we see with the economy being destroyed, with our foreign policy, all the catastrophe now. Obama laid down the foundations for this destruction. This is his third term.
Oh, yeah, absolutely. There, I mean, and it, it's the perfect explanation for this dimwit in diapers. People pretend is capable of doing anything. You can't get out of a room without an exit sign and an Andy Frame, this moron that he is. However, it's interesting to watch how the how the, the, the benefits and the proceeds of the corruption have shown themselves. I mean, Barack Obama, a two-bit bust out when he was here in Chicago, laid on his car payment. He needed the fraud to buy property. He now owns, and I did this yesterday on my show, from what I can ascertain, at least $28 million in real estate from the old Magnum P.I. house in Hawaii, this Martha's Vineyard, the place in D.C. And in that, I think there's an opportunity because the people who support this ideology of government supremacy, they're the real face of greed. Are the, are the old left, are they, are they okay with the Obamas obtaining hundreds of millions of dollars? Sean, you know, every question you ask is just at the heart of our struggle, because this this is the nomenclatura, what we call in, in terms of the Soviet Union and the Communist Party. Everybody is equal, but some are more equal than others. <laughs> I love that. And so so and so they believe, you know, there's this equality. And yet you have this upper echelon that owns so much. And we have, you know, everybody has to wear masks during COVID, but Obama gets to have his birthday party where they're dancing and there are no masks. And so you ask such a great question, because if you leftists, if you Democrats really believe in your ideology, how can you sit back, look at the in terms of the Obamas and all the other elites around him that live like multi-billionaires. Yes. While the, while the country suffers, and, you know, there's so many people suffering and in poverty and, uh, and, and don't have those privileges. So this gets to the heart of the hypocrisy of the left, that they lecture people as if they're just serfs, as if they're peasants and busboys and busgirls, but they get to live like the nomenclatura. It, it is so disgusting, yeah. but it shows the delusion of leftists, and it shows that they don't really believe in what in, in the ideology that they espouse, because it's deeper than that. Malice is at the heart of what they're doing. And you know what's exciting, though, when you look at the at the former Soviet Union, when you look and you go through the the actual history of the people who wake up from it, how they become people who strive for freedom and strive for liberty, such as yourself and, and millions and millions of others. And in there is the blessing. I, I have said for a long time, what will save this country is not the idiot American Democrat wannabe gangster. What will save this country is the person who lived under that ideology, comes here and fights for righteousness. That, to me, is the blessing of, of, of a failed immigration system on the one hand. But moreover, it's something that I think can push back against this corruption because people who lived under these totalitarian societies, they recognize this. And they see it. They, mm. you know, they understand that, of course, they own 30 million in real estate. Of course, they wear $6,000 suits. Of course, their son is the bag man and their daughter the bag girl and the rest of it. This is what they're used to. It's like a Chicago Democrat, mm. right? All the scallywag mm. politicians, their moron mm. kids become lobbyists. So that mm. will wake people up. And I'm curious to know, do you think with what we're seeing in foreign policy, I know this isn't about Barack Obama per se, but I think it kind of is. But when you see the lies, when you see the the scandal that is the conflict in Ukraine and Russia, when you see 
the fact that for eight years, Ukrainian government was killing its own people and the Minsk Accords. And there are people in this country who would have thought themselves to be Democrats that are still those people who respect humanity in general. And you you realize the, the amount of people that are getting killed. Can they keep a lid on this proxy war, on this fraud for long? Well, that's a good question. And the tragedy there, Sean, is that for somebody like myself that comes from the Soviet Union, we know the evil of Vladimir Putin. This is yeah. KGB, and in no way do we want to excuse imperialism. No, of course the not. Soviet Union got 300,000 people, people, right? Exactly. But we know that the Obama administration is not interested in defending the Ukrainian people. Oh. And what, you know, they're prolonging this war and it's everything that you're saying. And, and, and when can the truth come out? How does the truth come out? Do dem- when the Democrats see the truth, will they accept it? And, it? and 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 it takes courage to leave the left. You know, I work for David Horowitz at the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Our magazine is, I'm the editor of Front Page Magazine. It's a project of the David Horowitz Freedom Center. David is a former leftist. He led the new left, but he ultimately saw the evil because the Black Panthers killed his friend. And all the leftists around him refused to look. They refused to accept that Betty Van Patter had been killed by the uh, Black, Black Panthers. But David left that that movement and he dedicated his life to fighting against the left and as you said earlier these are the greatest warriors because david knows the evil of the left and he turns the tables on the left and fights it and the key is how many what will it take for so many people to wake up that's the question and uh we just have to be on the side of what's right and keep fighting but be very honest about how pernicious this ideology is you know jamie i have been describing what we're experiencing in ukraine and russia as an oligarch war and it's always the people that suffer uh robert f kennedy jr had made the allegation that there are three hundred thousand people that have been killed in this conflict we see the destruction by the people who who hold the environment up against everything as they blow up nord stream 2 as they blew the dam and killed who knows how many people we can't get a direct count ultimately ultimately will there be a call and a demand for diplomacy for humanity uh, can you ignore it, in your opinion, much longer? Because there are innocent people that are not oligarchs, that do not have banks in Cyprus. There are uh, people who are disgusted by the Ihor Kolomoyskis and the Vladimir Putins out there that don't want to see this go on much longer. What I'm shocked at is the amount of congressmen and senators that step and fetch to this scam. And do you think that... Ultimately, it's going to get harder and harder to deny as we have at least two presidential candidates that are not supporting this 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 proxy war. Mm -hmm. These are the crucial questions. And we you know, we try to look into the crystal ball to see how much the revelation of truth can have an impact. We know there's so much corruption. We know the left is full of willful blindness. But you're correct, especially we have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. We have Mm -hmm. people like Donald Trump that continue to tell the truth on so many levels. And we just have to hope and keep our fingers crossed that in some way this truth can prevail and force, force, you know, a real reconciliation within confrontation with the truth of all of this evil. Now, I know you're the editor of FrontPageMag.com. 
I just learned of the web TV show, The Glazoff Gang. Where can uh, my people go to check you out and look at that? And where can they go to, bu- to buy the new book of which you were an editor for, Barack Obama's True Legacy? Well, thank you so much. Well, I'm the editor of David Horowitz's magazine, FrontPageMag.com. So everybody go to FrontPageMag.com. That's where to buy the book. Of course, you can go to Amazon, but uh, there's better deals at FrontPageMag.com. My show runs at FrontPageMag.com. You also come to my website, JamieGlazoff.com. And I started this show. One of the reasons was, Sean, growing up, I was always watching the news, watching TV, and always thinking, why aren't they asking this? Why aren't they asking this? Why don't they invite this person and this person? So I ended up doing it myself. Invite the people that are marginalized in our culture and our society and ask the questions that are not asked. Jimmy Glazoff, America is better off because you're here. I thank you very much for making time for me, truly. Thank you. And thank you. Really appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. When I was reading the uh, commercial for HalfPriceSchools.com, this was the clip I was referencing from Prager University. What are the three branches of government? Like Democrat, Republican, right? No? Is that, no? I don't know the last one. Uh, what two parts make up Congress? I know. It's the Democrats and the Republicans. No, I know. What, what two parts make up Congress? Not the Congress and the Senate? House and the Senate? Not, no, no? Nothing? The founding fathers are rolling in their graves, you guys. Everyone should know some basic facts about the document behind our American experiment. Just basic facts. Because these idiots, pretending to be college students, when they get their paper nonsense that they could wipe their moon with, they'll think that they're entitled to jobs. But these idiots don't know anything. They'll believe virtually anything. The 4th of July, uh, recorded as the unofficial hottest day ever for not just here in these United States, but the whole world. Unofficial hottest day ever. The whole world. And the, un- the word unofficial doesn't trigger anybody's curiosity. How about the fact that you've only been collecting the data since 1880? If I'm loose with facts, you morons. And in the meantime... They're not concerned at all about the devastation to the environment World War III is having. They could care less about Nord Stream 2. They could care less about the bombs that we're supplying so the oligarchs can kill innocent Ukrainians and Russians. They could care less about any of it. But they're entitled, and they're Democrats, and they're college-educated. Debbie Portage, Indiana. Yes, I got a real estate question for you, Sean. Uh regarding uh, possible enemy uh, infiltrators. Uh, What's up with foreign consuls uh, buying property in Marin County in San Francisco? Marin County, Debbie, you don't have to go there. Just take a look at some of the news clips. Take a look at some of the freedom of information that you could find. How many Chinese Communist Party members own real estate, conglomerates own big real estate in Chicago? You don't have to go to San Francisco. It's anywhere there's a Democrat. This is how they buy their politicians. 
It's been happening for decades. This isn't a new phenomenon. The Daly family has been in bed with the Chinese Communist Party since the Daly's uh, had that before they, they destroyed Meg's Field. Thank you very much. This isn't new. We're one of the only countries where foreign communist governments can buy real estate, not to mention the thousands upon thousands of acres of what we pretend is farmland. Then we pay the communist bastards not to plant. It's a great scam if you're in it. Dave in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, hi, Sean. Um, hi, Dave. I, know, I, saw the, I saw recently that uh, Senator Warren and uh, that Senator Vance out of Ohio are going to do some regulation for the banks. And I remember in the past time, she did the regulation. She makes the regulation, and then the uh, the banks hire her as a consultant to get around the, the bank regulations because they know she wrote them, and Dave, then she gets a big fee. You missed the beginning part. She used to be a lobbyist for those banks and credit cards before she went into politics. She was a slip-and-fall scumbag lawyer. Do you know that Elizabeth Warren, oh. after the crash, made $6 million on flipping real estate? Yeah, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, then when you wow. look, just take a look, Dave. Go back on YouTube. It's still up. I think Google hasn't censored it. When Elizabeth Warren, after Barack Obama, passes the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which is another regulatory body of apparatchiks to shake down businessmen in the name of protecting the consumer. And they haven't protected Jack. What they do, you call it loopholes. It's not loopholes. It's portals. And in order to get through the portal, you have to bribe a Democrat. That's how you get through it. You see, you've yeah. got to pay attention. It's the bureaucracy, the leviathan of corruption, where they pretend to be altruistic, like she pretended to be an Indian, rather than the cowboys that killed the Indians. That's what she really was. She's a scumbag, right. and you could tell that by the D after her name. The Republicans have about 80% of scumbags, like Kevin McCarthy. Where is Kevin McCarthy, Dave? Have you heard from him? A lot going on. You no. think he's playing Twister with Frank Lutz? More importantly, do you think they have their pants on? Thank you very much. Watch out for the monkey pox. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Splendid. Sean, I have a question for you, and it uh, I don't know the answer to it. They say that they created 490,000 jobs, if that's true, in June. <laughs> 497,000. Why does yeah. the stock market keep going down? The stock market is... Go up? I'm gonna, the two are mutually exclusive. The two are mutually exclusive. Okay. The stock market is is a ruse. It's a it's a trick. The stock market doesn't have fundamental growth. If anything, it's a hedge against the the, the bastardization of your currency. So you don't want to know how you. Why, I'm going to tell you what. Stop looking at what I used to trade. The stock market, specifically the S and P 500. Here's the only thing you need to know, Rich. BlackRock, okay. which is government funded. Okay, they own five percent of ninety percent, ninety eight percent of the S&P 500. They own 5% of each of the 500 companies. 5% is a voting share. So it's a manipulated market, and it, it goes up or goes down on the, on, the, on the agreement with the government to fund the scam. So stop looking at it. It doesn't mean jack. When it comes to the numbers, they've been bastardized decades ago. When, the, when, when all, of it, all of it was changed under right after they got rid of Reagan. Bush started to change it and corrupt it. And then the, the, the bureau that gives out these numbers, gives out this information, is the government. So what they do is they take this phony spending money, and when you hire one of their phony companies, they think about how many jobs that's possible, the contract can possibly have. And they're counting that okay. as jobs. And then they have their own company that says, okay, we're doing payroll, so we're going we're gonna to fluff that number too. 
There's a birth death rate in the jobs numbers, which is which is a perfect scam. And then when it comes to to, to manipulating those numbers, when, when push comes to shove, they revise it a month later. And if you look at the revisions since Joe Biden has been in office, answer how many times they, they were revised to the side of a growth, true growth. And the problem is, too, Rich, you got 63% of the country on welfare. So you've got the perfect backdoor nationalization of what used to be a private economy, used to be a stock market. Stock market is irrelevant since, the, since Barack Obama. That was his legacy. Thank you very much, Rich. Everything, absolute corruption. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Shalana, back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss the free cash this week. And I'm talking about $3,000 in financial assistance for families. We have guaranteed income programs. So if the economy is so good and they created all of these jobs, this is from this week. Why have they massively increased the welfare state? I mean, if the economy is good. Got four hundred. Why are you giving three thousand? Why are you giving guaranteed income programs? Because you've got the seed of communism, the seed of government supremacy, and the people are too stupid or too greedy to be in it. Because in this country, greed—they want you to believe—is a guy like me. I don't want your fracking money, you filthy animals. I want to keep mine, but all of the filthy animals want my money. See, I know what it's like. I know what the neighborhoods look like. I know what it's like when Democrats are. Inhabitants of areas. A string of four armed robberies overnight on the city's north side. In two of the cases in the 2000 block of North Milwaukee and 2300 block of West Armitage, the offenders are described as three men wearing all black. They drove off in a white Kia. A third armed robbery incident happened in the 2300 block of North Damon. The four- then you've got the guys that carjacked the off duty cop that carjacked another guy. Just don't drive a Jeep. Apparently, they love carjacking that thing. Uh, in the meantime, I want to end this segment. On a, on a good story. A good robbery. A robbery finally went the right way in the formerly great city of Chicago. Now just a Democrat social club of, of mafia. An armed robbery suspect is in critical condition after he was shot during a holdup on the north side. It happened just after 3 a.m. here in the 2600 block of West Devon. Police say three men were standing near a car when another man approached them holding a gun. That's when the suspect demanded their property. The three gave him what they had. That's when one of the victims, though, took out his own weapon and fired at the robber, hitting him several times. Police say the victim who shot the robber had a concealed carry license. See, isn't that a good story? I love that story. There's another story. The argument right now in Chicago is if it's 57 or 73 people that were shot since the 4th of July weekend started. That's the argument. They could care less about the actual people, and they want you to believe there's peacekeepers. And then they go after the guns. Well, here in Florida, funny thing happened on July 1st. Anybody could carry a gun. If you're alive, you could carry a gun. Conceal it, put it in your car, do whatever. We didn't have one city with a tenth, with a tenth of the shootings that you had in Chicago, which, by the way, is less than you had in Kiev. Oh, yes, it's true. 312 642 uh, we're going to go to a short break. We're going to come back with the... It's Thursday, right, Squirrel? Yes, it is. I know it is, even though I hate a day off. It's Thursday, and we're going to come back with Freedom Square, Chuck Barham. That'll be right after this. As you can see, the more you f*** around, the more you're going to find out. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. <laughs> AM 560. The answer. 
I wonder, I forgot to ask Chuck. Dr. Gal Luft, another American patriot, an Israeli American patriot. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see much of it at all on the Google, on the Facebook, also known as Asset. I didn't see a lot of Dr. Gal Luft. The DOJ sent to Brussels a delegation of six uh, people, two prosecutors from the Southern District of New York, by the names of Daniel Reichenthal and Catherine Ghosh, and four FBI agents. One of them was Special Agent Joshua Wilson from the Baltimore Field Office, which also happens to cover the state of Delaware. Now you, want to- you know who's from Delaware, don't you, Squirrel? That's right. The guy with the diaper on, pretending to be president, stumbling around like a drunk baby on wet grass. Ask yourself, why did the government dispatch to Europe so many people? Why six? Why not two? The answer is that they knew very well that I'm a credible uh, witness and that I have insider knowledge about the group and the individuals that enriched the Biden family. Three TVs I got in Studio Xanadu. Three. He's not on one of them. You look on the evil Google. Is, can, you, can you even get the story? Luckily, we downloaded it. Uh, and it's crucially important you hear it. Despite all that, and that there was nothing in the article that represented Chinese interest, to the contrary. The notion that I, Gal Luft, spoon-fed a CIA director with policy proposals on China, treating him like a useful idiot, is not only an insult to the intelligence community, it is an insult to the intelligence of every American. You can't really insult their intelligence, Gal. The Democrat mafia will put up with anything. You throw in a cushy job. Perhaps a cream puff or some money for, for nothing. They'll tolerate anything from the meathead dailies to Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie to this dimwit in diapers pretending to be president. Even, even the office tramp. And um, I see him making some of the most important, difficult decisions that any human being on earth that's interesting that she would say that. She's talking about Joe Biden. I don't know how many human beings on earth would be traitors to a country built on freedom. You're right. It's interesting. He's a traitor. He made the choice to do it. He sold out the country, sold out the principles that the nation was built on. But you love him, don't you? Uh, you pretty much love anybody to buy you lunch and an absolute and tonic. Would have to make. He's seen it all. He's seen it happen before. He knows that what he's got to do is based on what is the right thing to do for the people right now. And um, I think the American people have benefited from it, which is... Yeah, well, she's smart. I mean, in America today, in the Democrat Party specifically, she's like Socrates or Socrates. Well, I think culture is... it, It is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And... And, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, 
It comes in the morning. <laughs> I knew there was going to be a reference that you know what. All right, we'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is an Emirates professor of finance at Ramapo College. He's written numerous, numerous essays that have appeared in many popular publications. He's also the author of Tax-Free 2000, Why the Federal Reserve Sucks. I love the title of that book. And he's the author of The Finance of Healthcare. His latest book, From Immigrant to Public Intellectual, An American Story. He is my friend. His name is Dr. Murray Sabrin. How are you, Doc? Great to be with you, Sean. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I love having you on because I love your perspective. I truly do. And you, like me, are a Floridian. And it's funny to watch how politics takes the simplest and often ridiculous path when they talk about headlines. Now, we're experiencing something that I think is wonderful, and that is the law on hiring illegal aliens as workers. I love this pers- perspective. I love what it's done for Florida. We're in the midst of an exodus right now of illegal aliens, and that opens up jobs for Americans, and I'm all for that. However, I don't like stupid taglines of policies. And that's kind of why I wanted to have you on. And that is DeSantis's position that he will end birthright citizenship, which I agree. I'm of two my right? You agree if it's a trick of benefits. But I disagree on the philosophical point of what Americanism is supposed to be. How do you feel on it? Well, uh, let's take an example. Someone is flying from Europe to the United States on their way to Asia or, or South America. And uh, the couple's coming to, uh, through America in order to go to, uh, let's say, Mexico or uh, Central America. And the woman is eight months pregnant, and she uh, delivers a baby in America. Is that baby an American citizen, or is it just uh, the baby is uh, happened to be born in America? And I think that's the that's the issue that we need to address. Is that when I came here as an infant, a toddler in 1949, um, my parents made the decision to come to America by being thoroughly vetted in uh, West Germany, where we were living at the time. And um, and I became an American, and I have my citizenship papers. Uh, last month was the uh, 64th anniversary of my becoming a U.S. citizen, and that's the way it's always been done in America. We know people have always come in the United States, and not through the front door, through the back door. But um, the concept of citizenship means that you have uh, ties to the country because you're going to be here as a long-term resident, either as a naturalized citizen or, or being born here with your family here, who's established roots in America. You know what's funny, uh, Dr. Sabrin? I remember when Harry Reid, a Democrat from Las Vegas, went on the floor and railed against birthright citizenship, railed against it. I think it was passed by Republicans the way it is today, where... Your example of you have a layover, she goes into early labor, she has a baby, and the kid's a citizen. That was actually passed by Republicans, wasn't it? I don't recall that. That's a very good point. I just don't recall that uh, that the uh, 
the timeline of, of that concept. But it doesn't make any sense to me, just from a common sense perspective, is that why would someone be granted uh, citizenship just because they're born here, even though they have no uh, roots to this country, and that yes. um, uh, the, the woman is just passing through uh, on the way to another country? It, I, it just defies logic. You know what I also don't like is how this becomes a topic that is discussed without the, the, the real root of our problem in this country, and that is the benefits that come with being a citizen. The entitlement system for nothing, rather than a meritocracy the way it is supposed to be. You could eliminate the entire problem if you fix this notion that by merely being a citizen you are entitled to cradle-to-grave life. Couldn't you really fix the immigration problem, and can't you only fix it? if you only fix the welfare system? Well, th- that's a great point. Uh, my take on, on immigration, because I'm an immigrant, uh, my parents obviously were immigrants, and so was my older brother, is that um, if you do not come here through the front door like tens of millions of, of uh, Europeans and South Americans and Asians have done for, what, 200 uh, years since the country was founded, more than 200 years since the country was founded, and you don't come through the front door, you come through the back door, you can never become a citizen. You have permanent, what I would consider permanent resident status because it's going to be hard to, to deport 10, 15 million people. And people who don't come here, uh, uh, they will not become a citizen. So that means they can't vote. And of course, the Democrats want all these immigrants to come and vote here because they're yeah. here. And I, I just read that uh, in Chicago, is it Chicago, Illinois, that... Uh, 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 Illegal immigrants or undocumented will be getting driver's license, yeah. which they could use as ID to be registered to vote. Correct. That's a law that was signed by the very portly Pritzker, and that was signed yes. only weeks ago. And it's a fascinating. See, to me, it's an economic. It's it's a play. It's a phony virtue that the Democrats give. Well, they nullify federal law only the ones they pick and choose, and you can nullify immigration law, but no state really nullifies income tax law, which is funny. But you have this system where you're buying support for your corruption because you're luring to a certain extent. I remember uh, under the Barack Obama administration, we were in essence advertising our welfare system to third world countries where the people are born into poverty forever, creating the massive problem we have now. The problem existed prior to this, and the Republicans are the ones that started the trend, and it's one of my favorites was Ronald Reagan that gave amnesty. Could they not have seen this coming? Well, that's it. Uh, one thing we know about politicians is that they, they don't have much foresight about the, the country, and that's why we have the problems that we have today, $32 trillion in debt of $7 trillion of an annual budget and unlimited money printing from the Federal Reserve and, uh, and trade uh, distortions because of sanctions and other things. So we have we have a real big problem in this country, Sean, and it stems from the fact that no one in Washington, no one, none of the talking heads on, on TV and cable are, are talking about what is the obvious to me, namely that we have an unconstitutional federal budget because most of federal spending is not authorized by Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. And I took an oath to uphold the Constitution in 1959, and uh, I've been following that uh, line of thought in, in my writings, in my speeches that we need to have a constitutional republic. We don't have a constitutional republic. We basically have a welfare warfare system that is draining us financially, polarizing the country, 
and making people poorer uh, because of money printing and people's uh, incomes are, are lagging behind the rate of inflation. And the welfare war system is the exact, to me, the, it is the exact description of what we have. And the, the system, in my opinion, was created politically to never be fixed and to always be a failure because it's within that failure that the not only do you balkanize society but it's within that failure that you skim the proceeds and the profits the the fact of the matter is although this country gives massive amounts hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars in welfare the system still fails still real riddled with corruption and the only way to fix it is to break it down state by state, neighborhood by neighborhood. And yet there seems to be a lack of courage to even discuss it. And you're now at a system where I, I, I participate, I get ready for my show by scouring the Internet and looking. They have advertisers for welfare. And a family of four in your old neighborhood in New York, they qualify for benefits that is between eighty and 110000 depending on how you fill out the paperwork. You can't beat that because in a certain economic sense, you're almost stupid if you're not on it, right? Yeah. Well, this is why incentives matter. Economists have been talking about incentives uh, since Adam Smith uh, published The uh, Wealth of Nations in 1776, and we're seeing it played out for the last 250 years. Is that uh, If you give people incentives, they will take advantage of it. The analogy I like to use with my students when I talk corporate finance is when we talk about risk in, in, in uh, the business world, I said, if I told you, uh, assuming you're 21 years old, that you could go to Atlantic City and gamble to your heart's content and whatever you win, you keep, and whatever losses you have, I will make up for it. What's your incentive? To go gamble every day because it, it's it's a terrific proposition that I just offer them. Keep all your winnings and I would uh, take care of your losses. So, Did they, uh, did they know you were talking about Wall Street after 2008? Because I know you were doing that before 2008. Yeah, well, that, uh, that that's the problem we have in this country is people don't want to manage their own risk. They think the risk should be handled by the government. That's why people build houses near the, near the ocean. And so when a hurricane comes or something else takes place, uh, the Jersey Shore or a major storm, people want the federal government to make them whole. And that's the problem with, with um, the moral hazard that government creates with its policies. And so we can go on and on of all the things that government does to make things uh, more uh, – costly for, for the public and uh, and creates distortions in the marketplace and by, by uh, disrupting the supply chain. And the, the list goes on and on. We should have a much stronger economy if we had free markets, a limited government. And it's ironic that we just celebrated the Declaration of Independence, or at least the signing of the Declaration of Independence in 1776. We need another Declaration of Independence called Financial Independence so people are not a burden on their fellow citizens through the welfare state. You know, Dr. Sabrin, when, when Obamacare was passed, everybody who understood the economics of, of, of government supremacy, of socialism, of Marxism, knew it was going to fail. That's why so many of us fought so hard against it. You had an entire movement, political movement, started in this country because the way in which it was bastardized and passed. They bought the senators off with government cheese and Louisiana Purchase. You remember when those used to be scandals. You, your book mm -hmm. that you wrote, The Finance of Healthcare, what year did you write that book? That book was published a little over a year and a half, about a year, uh, yeah, a little over a year and a half ago. It came out in the fall of, um, uh, I'm sorry, it came out uh, last fall, 2022. Uh, my uh, 
the previous book on the boom bus cycle came out in 2021. So I've been writing about healthcare now for several years, and I can tell you we are spending well above what we needs to be spent in order to make the American people healthier, and that's the tragedy we have in this country. So there has never really been a, a quicker government program that failed to the magnitude of Obamacare. And when you look at health care costs and the insurance premiums and you realize that well, there are only a handful of insurance companies left that American people don't have options. And then you look at the corruption and failure of the government health care system. Why is it that there isn't another movement? Are you shocked at the complacency in this unmitigated failure of, of Obamacare? I don't even hear politicians run against it anymore. It's, are you shocked at the acceptance of it by the American people? Well, this is, this is exactly how uh, bad policies get enacted. Something gets floated, like during the Clinton administration with Hillary Care, it gets shut down and then gets resurrected 20 years later with Obamacare, or, the, or nearly 20 years later with Obamacare. And the problem is, and I have the data right from the CDC, is that the American people, are, our lifestyle is leading to unhealthy conditions. And we know what the problems are. Uh, it's poor nutrition, physical activity, excessive alcohol use, excessive use of tobacco, and all these things that you put together has led to a $4 trillion medical bill for the American people, leading to all sorts of illnesses like heart disease, cancer, chronic lung disease, stroke, Alzheimer's, diabetes, kidney disease. So the American people, in effect, have done it to themselves by not doing what they need to do, which is having proper nutrition, get rid of processed food as much as possible, uh, drink enough water, get enough uh, vitamins, especially uh, vitamin D3, so so your immune system is built up. So uh, if COVID is around, your immune system will uh, ward off as much as possible, and you won't have to be uh, go to the hospital or take any uh, uh, expensive medication. I believe one of the greatest mistakes made by people who are against government supremacy, by people who think themselves to be Republican, I think the greatest mistake, arguably in the last 70 years, was this last argument of the debt ceiling. I could not believe mm-hmm. how they were, was a, it was an agreement, a bipartisan agreement, to, to condemn the American people to corruption and bankruptcy. Do you... Do you feel that way about it, or am I being dramatic, as my wife would say? I can't imagine that we blew that opportunity and that we were double-crossed and then told that we won. Do you think we missed an opportunity the way I do? uh, It could have been an opportunity. The way I would have handled it is I would have said to Joe Biden, okay, we're going to pass the debt ceiling, but you know what? You better come back with a budget that's 5-10% less than the previous year's budget. And cut spending, because if you don't cut the spending, we're not, we're, uh, the, the deficit is going to keep on going up. We've got to get to a balanced budget. We've got to have spending that's consistent with the Constitution. And that's looking at every item in the, in the budget. And on my Substack column at murraysabron.substack.com, I've written uh, proposals, the solutions, to how to deal with Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. That's over $3 trillion in spending. Uh, that can be addressed in a way that we have a humane system for the people that are on it, but we'll, but young people will have to save for themselves, for their retirement, for their future, because that's what I learned as a youngster. You, you work, you save, and then you have a decent future. And unfortunately, Social Security and Medicare have given seniors a false sense of security because uh, it doesn't work long term. We know it's unsustainable because the trustees of those two programs 
that said they're running out of money by uh, 2030, 2032. And that means that taxes have to go up or spending uh, or benefits go down or some combination of the two. We just can't be on this treadmill that's, uh, that's been in place for decades. And when the next financial crisis hits, which I think is going to happen by the end of the decade, Sean, we are going to have some major, major uh, decisions to make regarding the, the sustainability and, and the financial health of the federal government. Now, uh, last time we went to lunch, by the way, I went back to that place today. Love it. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, and the girl actually said to me, where's your friend? But um, I, we have to go back there because I, you had talked about the podcast. I have been insanely busy. I saw two of them. Are you still doing them? Yeah, I just did one the other night um, with Joseph Cotto. We spent over an hour talking about the job market, the economy, whole host of issues. Um, I'm going to post it on my Substack column uh, within the next day or so. I also did a, a radio interview. Um, uh, I'm trying to think which one that was. Uh, oh, I did one last month on healthcare. I was part of a webinar, and I discussed how we can use what we have now, the structures we have now, to provide better health care for the American people at a much lower price. And it all has to do with free markets and not being tied into employer insurance and, um, and the government. And if we had a, a the, restoring the doctor-patient relationship, like we've always had prior to Medicare and Medicaid, we would have a much, quote, healthier medical care system at a lower cost. And that would be a great boon to the economy because that would free up money for uh, for infrastructure and all, of, all sorts of other things, philanthropy, uh, spending on uh, people's needs, uh, saving for the future. Yeah. And so we, yeah. we, we have to really have this national discussion, which apparently no one in Washington wants to have. Well, what makes me feel good is that you were a professor for so long and you taught consistently the principles of propertyism and property rights and Americanism. And I know those kids back then had to pass your class, not like today where they just get a paper for existing. So I think that's the saving grace. And the fact that you're still producing it at uh, Substack, Dr. Murray Sabrin. What's the Substack again? Just your name? Murray MurraySabrin.Substack.com. And I started the... Uh writing the uh, Transformation of America from the Revolution to the Present. It was a talk I gave uh, here in Naples last week, and I wrote part one the other day, and part two will be tomorrow. I don't know how many more parts there'll be, but it's basically giving an overview of how the country has has tr been transformed from this limited government, limited government republic of the founders' vision to this welfare warfare state of uh, today. You are my friend, and you are constantly putting up a fight. I love that about you. Thank you so much, Dr. Murray Sabrin. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And great to be with you again. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. When's the smoker squirrel? August? All right. Today, New York investing a record $1 billion. All right. God, he can't even speak anymore. So they're doing a billion dollars for the Hudson Tunnel. He's in South Carolina talking about the. Okay. All right. We'll go from there. Walk through that tunnel built 
going to go 100 miles an hour. Who's going to drive? Your son? Little Rock? Porsche? Your intellect is as weak as your dollar. Failure is your destiny. You disrespect yourself and your nation. You are made of stupid. You're right, Lieutenant Sulu. Cream Puff Jim, what's going on there, Fetzel? Yeah, yeah the match, the match in Rome, the loser, I think it's a winner take all. I, I can text the loser, get, I still got juice in the city. You get a jab on the bridges, changing the light bulbs. Oh, well, wait a minute now. Remember those guys that used to lift the bridges? Oh, you had to have big steam to get that job. You had to be a short in the pants Irishman yourself. Did they pay those guys 200000 a year to go lift the bridges? Listen, listen. I had a group of those guys in the saloon downtown, and my cousin ran the job, and they go, you know what they call your cousin, don't you? I said, the ghost? They go, yeah, how did you know? I said, because, because I know him. I yeah. said, that's why. Yeah. I, I, guys, many, I split, split many a keg with him, you know. Yeah, a lot of but guys down in Florida retired from Chicago. They don't know what where they were supposed to work. Those are my favorite. Where'd you work? I, I don't know. They even have to go to work. You got to love it. You're asking me. You're asking me. I can get him a job. They're the loser. They're going to be winner take all. Or who, do you, who do you like in that thing? I guess Zuckerberg's eight to five to win it. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Zuckerberg and, and, oh, and Zuckerberg Musk. Zuckerberg and the fight and, with Musk. You know, yeah, I saw. I well, the loser. I can get the loser a job. I can get the loser a job. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Elon Musk, I think, hired some some MMA guys. It's going to be interesting, but the Zuck, I didn't know this. The Zuck is a Taekwondo guy for like five years. He's been going undercover, putting his name down as Elliot the Alien. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. You want to watch two rich guys beat themselves up. I'd rather see a carload of Melrose Parkers drive up to Winnetka and beat the hell out of some trust fund babies. I could tell you who win that. I walked around with a jacket on. I'm pretty sure it said Goldberg on the back of my tag for years. Yeah, but I couldn't afford the jacket. Thank you, Crank Buff Jim. You better be like, take care. Yeah. Plus, I didn't want to get that job in the Irish Mafia. It's like uh, Philadelphia, and they're all having the same experiences of good people getting the hell out of it. This has become all too common. People moving from New York, Philadelphia to Florida. Yes, residential, commercial. Uh, we see a ton of people moving down. Um, you know, crime, taxes, freedom. Uh, you know, people are just leaving it. You know, yeah. the, the Northeast. This is a different one, though. Art gallery, huh? Art gallery, yes, yes. Yeah. This is one of our, our clients that we deal with uh, on a regular basis, and he's just going down to uh, Florida to open his art gallery up down there. I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you leaving these, these, these strongholds of the Democrat mafia? They're very artsy. They're very Tony. They've got all the culture going on. In some parts of the city, people didn't hear fireworks. They heard gunshots. At least 57 people shot over the long holiday weekend. That includes a mass shooting in West Englewood. Now, Fox said 73. I guess... We're going to have to go to the tiebreaker at Hey Jackass. This is Jermont Terry live in the newsroom for us tonight with what one city leader says is driving the crime. Jermont? Joe and Erica, we know the guns are out there. And in that West Englewood shooting, we're told, get this, 200 shots. The gu- gu- guns are out there. See, I love the idiots that pretend to be news reporters. I'm in a state where nobody needs a lot. You don't, you don't need anything. You just have to leave. And there was nothing. No, no shooting, Nothing went off in the neighborhood and tonight one alderman said i mean don't get me wrong we still have some democrat counties where the scallywags and scourge shoot each other but they're democrats as it's time for chicago to stop acting like gangs are not connected to all this violence 
The July 4th holiday proved to be dangerous in Chicago. In West Inglewood, police sources tell CBS2 187 rounds were found on the ground here near Ada and 56th Street. It was supposed to be a 4th of July celebration, but it turned into chaos. When the gunfire ended, five were shot, one deadly, and the sixth person remains in the hospital after getting severely beaten. We saw a mass shooting in Englewood this morning. 15th Ward Alderman Ray Lopez says the violence is centering around one commonality. These are very specific gang-initiated attacks on residents in the 15th Ward and surrounding communities. Those are the kids that you're paying $31,000 a year to pretend they go to school, and and they pass. They pass. The street gangs probably have a higher GPA than the rest of the community. Isn't it it's just disgusting, or is it just disgust me? By the way, heyjackass.com has broken the tie. They say there's 65 people uh, shot, 13 dead. And uh, there only is but, what, three aldermen that want to do something about it? Ray Lopez is one of them. Points out since Sunday, including here along 48th and Hoyne, gang members have approached and shot people, including migrants. Our new migrants are under assault because they're not familiar with what gang life means. They don't know how to... Re- oh, Ray, 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 I love you, babe, but are you kidding me? They're coming from areas where the gang life has infiltrated the government as well. The third world country. That's why they should be right at home in Chicago where the gang world has infiltrated the politics. Respond, and yet they are still being preyed upon by these gang members. Lopez says a total of five people in the back of the yard's neighborhood were shot at. One killed in what he calls gang-initiating shootings. Listen as he describes what one man experienced when the car full of people pulled up. Started shouting at him in English about his gang affiliation. And when the young man who has very limited English capabilities said, you know, no hablo inglés, their immediate response was to shoot at him. That man was shot in the leg. Fifteen were shot in the city since midnight Tuesday. You know, gang line, gang initiations. This has been something that's been around for 40 years, 50 years, you've heard it. So they were initiating it. A, that, that's a cover-up. That's not true. They're just scum of the earth, killing anybody and everybody. Because this is where the street cred is. Nobody gets caught. And when they do get caught, they're let out by the government. Last check, three died. Interim CPD Superintendent Fred Waller says they need to do a better job of dispersing large gatherings. But touts, shootings were down this July 4th weekend. I still Shootings were down. You got 65 people shot, you moron. You absolute idiot. You fraud. I mean, good thing you're talking to idiots. Really. Good thing you're talking to idiots. Because they wouldn't know. You did exactly what you did last year. You do exactly. I mean, unless you compare it to 2021, where you had 90 shot. This is what winning looks like in a Democrat sewer. Only 65 shot. I think that we did a, a great job overall. You can't say that to the people who lost their lives, that we did a great job. But the effort was there. Wrong. <laughs> this is what success looks like in a Democrat sewer. There were only 65 shot. That's it. We're doing great. Now, Superintendent Waller said they're looking into whether shots were fired from both sides at that scene in West Inglewood. Tonight, no one is in custody. Live in the newsroom tonight, Jermot Terry, CBS2. You don't need gun control. You need scum control. Where guns are in the hands of decent people. Bad things don't happen when they're in the hands of CPS honor students. It seems to be an issue.
312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. That kind of bald face fraud is why I, I, I will never take a Democrat call or the opinion of a Democrat seriously. You can't recognize fact. The fact of the matter is, there are more people shot in Chicago than Kiev. You know that whole story where they're trying to get you to support billions of dollars in Ukraine? They didn't have as many people injured from a Russian attack as you had in a 4th of July in one fracking city. Now add up all of the Democrat sewers. Add them up and see where the mayhem really is. And we have a war zone declared in Ukraine and not in these Democrat sewers. The Democrat Party has to be completely rejected on every level. And anybody who's still dumb enough or corrupt enough to identify themselves as a Democrat is to not be taken seriously. Your opinion about anything means nothing. Because this is your idea of succeeding. Chicago, New York, New Jersey. Pick a California hellhole sewer. Columbus, Chris. Sean, it's sad. It's so sad. I mean, these are real people that are dying every single week. And the only alderman you ever hear talk about is is Lopez and and a few others. But they're only real to us. They're only real to us. We're the only ones who care. They move on. They don't care. They take the government and they hire these gangbangers and they call them peacekeepers. They bribe them and and, and the people don't care. They keep voting Democrat. So you got to wash your hands at a certain point, right? And you've got aldermen like, have you been following this 33rd Ward alderman? Yeah, I I talked about I call her Alder Kami Rodriguez with her posts on Italian-Americans with some stupid poll that she did, insulting us, saying that we have a statue, all that crap. You know, she's the one who wants to support defunding the police, sexualizing our children, opening the border, all of this crap. And yet the people of Chicago continue to elect these Marxist idiots that are ruining the city. And then, you know, we sit here and complain about the number of people being shot. And that moron, that moron talks about how wonderful the contributions of the Puerto Rican island is to America. And without understanding the Puerto Rican island throughout history, has not only been embroiled with corruption and scandal, but was a slave trade island. This is my favorite part about it. Complete corruption and fraud. And the politicians in Chicago, like that former scumbag that was my congressman, Gutierrez, buys a $3 million mansion. He couldn't pay taxes on his Chicago property with the money he stole while being a, a Democrat in Chicago. And nobody says Jack. And all the welfare money we gave to them, stolen by the government. Nobody says Jack. And she thinks that's something to be proud of. Not to mention, in 1954, the Puerto Rican Marxist that that tried to kill the congressman. Was never called an insurrection then. So that big dummy, dimwit, you think she can insult me or Christopher Columbus or you or anybody of Italian heritage? We had more people fight in World War I and World War II than any other ethnicity in the nation. Italian. That's right. Not to mention right. the science and the fact that it's called America. 
Because of an Italian, you stupid son of a yes, dog. Now go exactly. back to your slave trade island and shut your fracking mouth in the 33rd. Give me Christopher Columbus. We'll put him in the circle of Elmwood Park while it still can hang on, thanks to a couple of good politicians. Yeah. I agree, man. Take care, buddy. You too, brother. Christopher. You think I want Christopher Columbus in your fracking ghetto? Get him out of there. Put, uh, why don't you put some of these terrorists in there? In Washington, D.C., ruthless, fanatic violence erupted in the halls of Congress. Not an Three insurrection. Men and a woman believed to be members of the Puerto Rican nationalist gang that in November 1950 attempted the assassination of President Truman opened fire from the visitor's gallery of the House of Representatives. Put that AOC wannabe, that dimwit, what's her name, Rodriguez? Put her up there. Put a big statue of her big stupid ass right in the middle of the ghetto. Congressmen were hit. Ben F. Jensen of Iowa, Clifford Davis of Tennessee, Kenneth Roberts of Alabama, George H. Fallon of Maryland, and Albert Bentley of Michigan, who was seriously injured. Observers noted the attack came as the Inter-American Conference opened in Venezuela, and it suggested the motive may have been to arouse anti-United States feeling in Latin America. See, this is before they figured out, just pretend to be at a political party, and these stupid idiots will elect you there. And before you know it, they'll be putting statues up of communists like this. Through an act of apparently blind violence, carefully calculated to inflame America's relations with her neighbors. Estimates of the numbers of shots fired range from 15 to 30. Still less than a Chicago block party. I don't know, what are you going to do? In the meantime, how much time I got, Squirrel? Seconds It's the fastest radio show in America. We didn't talk about Dr. John Campbell. Today's talk is really quite interesting. It deals with data which is highly, let's think of a word, uh, anomalous. It actually shows the incidence of suspected adverse reactions to the Pfizer vaccine. Ah, we're going to have to wait 21 hours to talk about the pandemic and the Democrat mafia corruption and their hand in the creation of COVID. We'll do that tomorrow. In the meantime, stay strong. If you're in Chicago, keep your head on a swivel. Stay away from Jeeps. They're probably stolen. I'll be back in 21. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.